Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Empire. Neil back to Hachimura. Oh, um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took a in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up is mine. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Real quick, we want to thank Hico Sticks for sponsoring the show. It's spelled H-E-C-O-S-T-I-X. Go to HicoSticks.com to see all of the videos and testimonials on the product. When you get there, use our promo code BeltwayBros at checkout to receive 10% off your entire order. Again, that promo code is BeltwayBros. Hey, Noel, it's Friday. It Congratulations. is. Yeah, we got here. Another week down. Yeah. Hey, got some more football this weekend, you know? Yeah. Football's still happening. It's still going. You know, it's one of those things where you just feel like you just hope you don't hear something in the news. And we've made it this far. Yeah. Did you hear that somebody came down with COVID at, at the Chiefs game? Yeah, I did. In the stands? Yeah, that's good. Fuck yeah. them. <laughs> Fuck them with that racist name. Yeah. We're the football team. Yeah. God damn it. Let me get through this real quick. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook group. Just search Beltway Sports Bros. You can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. Haven't written anything this week. It's been a little busy, but I'm going to try to this weekend, so look out for that. Slacking, man. Not enough time in the day. (laughs) Uh, One last thing. If you're listening to the show right now, you obviously are, please hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode going forward. All right. Uh, Later in the show, there will be another installment of a Top 5 Friday, so get ready for that. Just hit that fast forward button. Right now. (laughs) 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Just tap that over. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Briefly to start things off, Washington defensive end Ryan Kerrigan won his very first NFC Defensive Player of the Week this week. He had two sacks and a fumble recovery that essentially put the game on ice. Kerrigan also broke Dexter Manley's sack record of 92. So, you know, maybe it was just kind of like a ceremonial player of the week thing. But no, good for him, man. It's great. Good I for can't him. believe it's... it was his first. I know. I was surprised when I saw that. I was like, holy shit, it's that's his first defensive player of the week. It's well, he's just he's just steady Eddie. You know, he just ironically enough, my son, Ryan, he was disappointed that he broke the sacker because he loves Dexter Manley. That remember, if you recall back in the day, if anybody listens, that was one of his boys that he had on the retired jersey. So he was a little he was a little down about that. But the craziest part about that is that he did that on 22 snaps. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's I didn't realize he played that little, too. I felt like he was in there, I guess, because all the plays he were making, he was making were big plays, man. He deserves he, he deserved it. He deserved the game ball. He deserves the sack record. 
the way he finished it like that, not some bullshit sack. I mean, he went in there and he worked, and he deserved the player of the week. Good for him. Uh, Something we haven't really talked about is that he doesn't have to play edge anymore. He's a real defensive end. Right. You know, and I think this is going to extend his career as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, not having to go out into coverage and all that bullshit. He's a guy that keeps his body in tip-top shape. He is a worker. This could be a really big year for him. Agreed. All right, well, let's uh, move on and do a little preview of a week two matchup, pitting your Washington football team, heading west to play the 1-0 Arizona Cardinals. The two division leaders battling it out. (laughs) (laughs) So... Some house cleaning here. This is on Sunday at 4.05 Eastern. We'll be on Fox. The line on this is that Arizona's favored by six and a half. There isn't much report on the injury front for Washington, incredibly. Linebacker Tom Davis and cornerback Kendall Fuller both missed last week's game, but they've been full participants this week in practice. Good stuff there. Also, um, linebacker Cole Holcomb was knocked out of the game last week. He's been limited all week in practice, but he may miss the game, but overall pretty healthy. For Arizona, starting center Mason Cole and safety Jalen Thomas were both injured against the 49ers. Thompson went on IR this week. Also, tight end Max Williams hasn't practiced this week, so he may be out. So there you go. All right, let's start with the Washington defense versus the Arizona offense, shall we? Absolutely, yeah. They're the show right now, so why not? Right off the bat, they're going against a difficult quarterback. Kyler Murray looked awesome last week. He was extraordinary running the ball. Passing the ball beyond to DeAndre Hopkins, he was a little pedestrian. So there's opportunities there. They have to contain him. Have to. Again, like I said with Wentz. Now, Murray's smaller. It'll be easier to get down when they get a hold of him. It's just a matter of being able to get a hold of him. So that right. it's it's a tough task, man. <laughs> Every time I look at Kyler Murray, he looks like Dark Helmet. <laughs> I just can't, <laughs> I can't get away from it. He looks like Ken Griffey Jr. in the Simpsons episode when he takes the gigantism, the tonic. The brain tonic. The brain tonic. Yeah, he, that's what he looks like. Every, when he ta- yeah, he looks like Dark Helmet when he has a helmet on. Then he takes it off and he looks like Ken Griffey Jr. with gigantism. <laughs> yeah, look that up. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> you know, he was he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off, ran right. for 91 yards, a TD against that defense. It's a little concerning, not going to lie. I mean, but yeah, like you mentioned, Hopkins was pretty much it. They were forcing the ball to him 16 times for 151 yards. The guy caught the ball 14 times. I mean, you take him away. I mean, yeah, you have Fitzgerald out there still, but I think they could do something with that. And and now they have film on this and know that what they're going to do, what the plan Everybody is. Everybody knows and- Murray can run the ball, okay? Everybody yeah. knows that he can run around like a crazy man, and he's fast as shit. It's just a matter of if you contain it to things that aren't going to be backbreaking, and that's yeah. the key. Their offensive line is substandard. It's not as bad as the Eagles were because the Eagles were decimated, but they've got some serious problems on the offensive line too. Yeah, and they've got injuries too. Absolutely. I mean, like what Justin Poe is the is really the only name that to me, and I'm I'm not like a savvy on everything Arizona, but he was the only real recognizable name that I was like, oh, okay, he's good. But this yeah. defensive line really shouldn't have a whole lot of problems getting through them, and I think they'll be fine stopping the run, even with Drake. But the Murray factor is the Murray factor. I mean, it just yeah. is. It's him being small. I think uh, creates a problem too. You know, it's just like a small running back that you can't really see. Yeah. Not that you can't see Murray with that fucking helmet. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's so shifty and he's tough. Well, he's really tough. I mean, we knew what Arizona was going to do, but San Francisco, they're going to be good. Okay. And yeah. that's the scary part. And, and you had talked about this before that, before we went on the air about Washington kind of being a poor man's San Francisco. And that's a little scary. Exactly. They're structured just like San Francisco, kind of weak corners. Yeah. Uh, a stud defensive line, okay linebackers. The numbers jump out with Hopkins with a 151, but he still only threw for 5.75 yards yeah. per attempt. I mean, I mean it's trash. Yeah, that's that's like dink and dunk <laughs> shit, like, you know, Alex Smith crap. At some- Always got to take a dig at Alex. You know? <laughs> I know, hey. hey Any just, chance you get. Just comparing. Just you take it how you want. <laughs> Um, But, uh, yeah, I think that it's doable. I think they need to figure out who the hell is going to cover Murray. That's the real kicker is who's going to spy this guy? Is it going to be Pierre? Is it going to be Hamilton? Holcomb was another guy that could potentially spy him, but who knows if he's even going to play. So it's really, I think, going to be up to how those edges contain him in the pocket. But he's going to get some runs in, Matt. He's going to get some. It's just a matter of, like I said, you don't want him to go Vic, old school right. Vic, and just run it to the house, man. And those are the ones. You just have to sustain the bleeding a little bit. And you also have to take into account that the 49ers and the Cardinals are in the same division. Right. They know each other. And those games are always Arizona crazy. played them well last year. Arizona played them well. Right. And um, it's a different animal Arizona is right now. And there's always that wild card. And it's tough. Even for great defense, it's, it's tough when you have that X-factor type guy. It really is. And I'm just happy that they've got film on it now. Yeah. Uh, for a defense, it's very similar to them. And, you know, they've got some smart defensive coaches over there. Hopefully they can draw something well, up that. Well, the concerning parts are also going to be when he does make those and not just running, when he's making passes on the run. Yeah. You still got Hopkins out there regardless. I mean, yeah, okay, he might not catch 14 times for 150 yards again, but... Who's covering them? Potentially Moreau or Darby. Fuller come, Fuller's back. Fuller's That's back, nice. which is That's nice. That's a big boost. I mean, but they also have Kirk, who was a speed demon. I mean, he's the returner as well. They've got a decent outside. Thank goodness they don't have somebody at tight end. Yeah, That's no really huge. <laughs> but, hey, I, I might have just shot us in the foot by saying that, but... They don't have a tight end that the per usual urinate on Washington. Yeah, there's going to be some frustrating moments to watch for sure in that, but hopefully they can rise above it's it. It's just containment, and I think containment on the entire game. Just try to get them off the field quickly, get them shaken up a little bit like they did with Wentz. If they can make that happen, he can scramble all over the place he wants to. If he can't make the play, he can't make the play. And also, I think the fact that Rivera runs this this zone scheme is a big help for that as well with the guys when he's running out of the pocket. Being able to cover that right. is going to be beneficial yeah, as well versus versus constantly being man-to-man. Right. Like, You're not having Hopkins and Kirk streak down the field and then you have two less guys close to the line of scrimmage that can contain Murray. So you're absolutely right about that. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate that. Oh, no All problem. Right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to the Washington offense versus the Arizona defense. All right. So I'll start with this one. The Cardinals held Raheem Moister to 3.6 yards a carry. And the 49ers tend to be able to run pretty much on anybody. That's a bit concerning. We ran, I think, what was it? 2.2 uh, yards to carry in the last game for 80 yards. But I will say that I think the focus on the running game is going to be big on this. I think that they really need to get Antonio Gibson more involved in this game. I think they kind of eased their way in a little bit, but he only had nine carries in the last game, but he did average four yards. He was the only one that averaged anything over two. Yeah. You know, so he was somewhat, and you could see that burst. And um, this Peyton Barber 
experiment is fine. I mean, short kind of situations is fine for that. But and that is also another reason his yards per carry were so low, I think, because they put him in those short yard situations. But I think that they just need to have Antonio Gibson, the guy. He looks way stronger than I anticipated. That's something they should do. And this running back carousel, I think, is not beneficial and I think is going to hurt going forward. So that should be the first thing. I mean, I think this offensive line, apparently they the left side was better, according to Rivera. They got blown up in the first half, but after that... Not according that, to I PFF. Think, Holy well, yeah. shit. Not, but I but think that's that, your thing, not mine. I don't look at that crap, but yeah. <laughs> I think their first half brought them down so significantly yeah, there was no coming back. But I trust what Rivera says about that. I think if they sucked, he would have said that. So Christian and Wes Martin got their hands full. They got to deal with Chandler Jones, who's, who's a beast. Jaron Christian's got to get his big boy panties on, I guess, on that. And one big thing is we talked about before uh, Jalen Thompson, their safety, it's a big loss for him and possibly can exploit Chris Banjo, his backup. So, you know, that's something to uh, to think about. You're right. One key to keeping Kyler Murray, which we had just talked about off the field, is for this team to actually produce a couple of drives here and there. How about that? That'd be it's nice. a wacky idea. So to sustain drives, they're going to have to be able to run the ball some. And I think you're right. I think they're going to make more concerted effort if they are in the game and they're not forced to pass the ball. Um, They will try to do that. And I think that the tight end position is going to be a big spot. I think Logan Thomas and that and that area, even though I still the case can still be made that they still need a formidable tight end. But if Logan Thomas is their guy, I think he can genuinely have a decent day to, um, on Sunday. And that's a weakness for them because linebacker's a weak spot for them. Yeah, with Scott Turner getting more comfortable with Haskins and proving that doing more quick passes, slants, rollouts, that kind of thing, uh, doing more of the two-minute offense, the five-minute offense, that seems to be where Haskins is more comfortable. So just keep rolling with it. Allow guys like McLaurin to make plays and Sims versus trying to force the ball downfield. I mean, they still need to try it, though. They didn't yeah, try it once. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so. um, force the ball. Yeah, I would like them to try to force the ball once or twice downfield. I want to see what McLaurin has on Peterson. I want to see huh? a ball right off the bat, play action, go, and see what the hell happens. Something like that. Something to get it going. You know, I think that Haskins, he's got a little bit of an ego. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think anybody can dispute that. He's an NFL quarterback. But I think having a big play will go miles with this kid. I really and he's do. He's proven he can do it last year. I really do. I think if you get a big play, their defensive backs are good. They're soft in the middle of the field at their linebacker spots. They're decent on the D-line. I mean, they've got Jones. But really, the focal point of that offensive line and the matchup that's going to be the most concerning is going to be the Christian Jones match. Beyond that, I think the offensive line will be okay. After that... It's just a matter of Haskins making some throws and being able to, like they say, move the chains. Yeah, and I think they need to get McLaurin more involved, too. They only threw to him seven times last year. Hey, game. if they don't, but they I- don't, Matt. I mean, they have to sustain some type of offense. Right now, I'm not worried about them getting somebody involved. I'm worrying about them sustaining drives and finding vulnerabilities in this defense, whether it be Logan Thomas, Sims, Gibson, McLaurin, whoever it is, you, whoever it is, to sustain drives, that's what they need to do. As time goes on and these other guys show that they can produce, McLaurin will come. I mean, he's always going to usually have the best corner on him because this offense doesn't have shit. And that's another reason why they should have brought in another good receiver is to alleviate some of that off of him. But they didn't. And we're here now. So figure out the offense. Get some other guys noticed when other teams are looking at the tape. So then McLaurin can open shit up a little bit. Yeah. Agreed. Thanks. We're agreeing a lot. This is kind of weird. 
All right, so we covered offense, defense, defense, offense. What's your prediction for this game? Um, I don't know. I'm going a little uh, – it might be a little homer-ish. <laughs> might be a little. I, I'm not sure. I think, you know, I'm going to go Washington. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm going Washington. I watched that Arizona-San Francisco game, and I think that San Francisco, beyond the big plays what Murray did, if anybody actually watched the game from the beginning to end, San Francisco, Garoppolo primarily, and he actually didn't even put up that bad of stats, did everything to possibly lose that game on the offensive side. They were inept. Arizona's defense wasn't playing that well. He was just making bad throws, underthrowing, overthrowing, probably what Haskins will do. But getting back to the prediction, sorry. It's all right. 27 to 24 Washington. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that you stick with the formula. Haskins can't make mistakes. You can't depend on the defense to get turnovers in order to score. So they're going to have to put some drives together like we talked about. But with all that being said, I think that Washington wins 24 to 23. Last second field goal. Wow. We're pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. 24, 23. So I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona won this game, obviously. Do you think Haskins will play well? No, I think it's going to be kind of similar to last week. Serviceable, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over and shit like that. I don't think he's going to look like he's never touched a football before at the beginning of the first quarter. So I think that's going to be the difference. (laughs) That'll be worth its weight in gold. Yeah, (laughs) it'll it'll just be more so like the second half. Yeah, yeah, there you go. (laughs) So, I mean, you take that first quarter and a half out of the equation, could have been a a much different Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. So So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't think the defense will play as dominant dominant as they did. And I don't think Haskins and the offense will play as inept as they did initially. You know, they're not going to be coming completely cold in. They've got film to look at. They've got things that they know they do well. Uh, Just hopefully Arizona doesn't take those away. Agreed. Sad to say... But Noel and I are getting old, and we've been looking for ways to sharpen our hand-eye coordination and reaction speed, but also like to throw something around outside with our kids once in a while. Then we found this product, Heco Sticks. Heco Sticks has three prongs, three colors, throw it, call the color, and catch the color. Simple, right? It's way harder than it looks, and there are so many ways to increase the difficulty that challenges even the best athletes. For example, Odell Beckham, Alvin Kamara, Joe Burrow, just to name a few. They use it to take their training to the next level. So Heco Sticks is the winner of the Men's Health Award. Even though it's already being used across all major pro sports and college programs, doesn't mean it's just for the elite. It also has the national standard for K-12 physical education curriculum. With so many shutdowns and gyms closing, Heco Sticks is the perfect tool to add to your home workout. Or you can just make it a fun competition with your family, you know, while you're sitting at home. You can go to HecoSticks.com for more details. When you order, don't forget to use our promo code, BeltwayBros, and get 10% off your entire order. Catch Heco Sticks today. All right. It's that time again, Noel. What time is it? Top five time. Top five time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So today's top five is going to be a kind of a continuation of last week's. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen because it was awesome. It's a must. Hey, I, I mean, it's a must. It's one of the it's one of the tops of the top five. <laughs> and I mean, we don't disappoint with the top five, but I don't usually laugh out loud to our own show. But the last one, I really did. I was in yeah. my car and I was cracking up. And so if that says anything, I don't oh, know. You do have a tendency to laugh at your own jokes, even when they're not funny sometimes, though. Oh, do I? Yeah, a little bit. Hmm. All right. Cool. <laughs> like I like just that did, one. I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll keep that in mind going forward. I'll just 
again, if you didn't listen to it, last week's top five was why we hate going to see games live. This week will be about going over our top five people to avoid while watching football games at home. Right. Now you realize, okay, I don't have to watch the games at the stadium. Not a big deal. I've got my nice TV. I've got my nice couch. Now it's who to avoid at home and make sure that you have a great time at home so it doesn't turn into your stadium experience. (laughs) Exactly. You know, it creates a whole new slew right. of problems it does, that come it does. in. You know? Especially if you have a nice setup. And apparently I do. do you? So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just laughed at my own yeah, joke there. there. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Noel, what's your number five? Oh, man. My number five. Guys that bring their girlfriends to watch the game when there's all guys watching the game. You don't like that? Why the fuck are you bringing your girlfriend? <laughs> okay, especially if she's not a fan. If she's just sitting there like on her phone the whole time, she's not enjoying it. You're not enjoying it because you're there with the boys. So there's always that barrier that you can't cross because she's in the room. Got to watch what you, you gotta say. You got to watch what you say or you have to be a little bit nice or you have to give a shit. Yeah. It's a bring down. What are you bringing her for? Everybody's miserable. What about the guys like, and this is earlier on, like high school or college or whatever, but like the ones that were obsessed with each other oh. and they would like make out on the couch next oh, to you. Oh yeah, right. I haven't seen that. That would, that would never be, seen that? that would be oh. completely unacceptable or <laughs> it goes as far as like her sitting on his lap. Yeah. Like get the fuck out of here. We get it. You love each other. <laughs> Makes me want to puke he's good <laughs> so yeah that's my number five it's so funny though i was going back to it they're always the last one to show up right they're like always show up like halfway through the first quarter usually and they walk in and then everybody knows at that point that she's coming too so everybody's having a good time and then boom as soon as she walks in the house it's just like parade done over yeah girls are the worst they suck man <laughs> All right. My number five is the fantasy football fan. Uh, All right. Look, I like fantasy football. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Love it. But I love it. But it should not take precedence over the game that you're watching. Right. So if I'm watching a Washington football team game, I'm not rooting for the other team who I maybe have an opposing player against. I'm not going to root for that guy to score against my team. Right. I'll just take the hit on my fantasy team for God's sakes, you know? You know, I'm not going to say, look, if they're going to score anyway, okay, fine. Might as well go to that guy. Fine. Right. But if your obsession now shifted strictly to your fantasy football lineup versus actually rooting for the game itself, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. If you know that I'm sitting there on the edge of my couch watching the game and I'm watching every down, he's like, oh man, like, I hope they throw a bomb to Hopkins this time. Like, like fuck, fuck you. you, asshole. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, so they're the worst, and they're, they're the, not They fans. suck, man. They have no... Lo- like, really? This is real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me watching life. a football game is real life. Don't you know that? You're in well, fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, yeah, right. But the difference is, we've been rooting for this team that we're, since we've been able to see. Right. And then, you know, you just drafted this team a week ago, and you've dropped all your loyalty. You, yeah, you know, you, that's the only player on the entire team that you even probably know. And you're just like, oh, you know, get it to him. Come on, let's go. Like, give, like he, he gives him a PPR points. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, asshole. Right. Dickhead. All right. So what's your number four? Question askers. What do you mean, Noel? <laughs> <laughs> People that are watching a game with you, and I will say, you know, 
a lot of times it's wives. If you're lucky enough to be watching the game sometimes by yourself and, you know, you're having that quote-unquote quality time and they don't know a whole hell of a lot about the game. So they start asking questions like, why did they call a penalty there? Look, I don't got time to be fucking <laughs> your teacher right now. All right? Go, go Google it. <laughs> what, what the hell is this? Like asking me like, why did they punt there? Or like, what is that? Why are they hitting each other there? What's that yellow line on the yeah, field? Yeah, yeah. Oh my, oh my God. <sighs> yeah. It's the work. And yeah, you're there to get away from bullshit like that. Right. And then you get, then you have to explain. And it's not just wives. No, 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 like, no, not at all. There's guys too that just admittedly it's not sports fans. They're, they're proud never, of it. Yeah, I'll they never almost understand. come in with like some type of arrogance, almost like a vegan. Yeah, you know that comes in like. I don't eat animals. <laughs> I don't like sports. Like, ugh. oh my God. And then they come in and they're like, cool graphics. Like they have a line on the field. <laughs> like, what is that? Like, we get it. You don't like sports, dickhead. Right. Well, that's all right. So my number four is the, <laughs> the guy who's a fan of another team that's playing the same time as your game. Okay. <laughs> Decode that for me, sir. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> so you've got a guy who you're watching, let's say in this case, the Washington football team and their team is, I don't know, the Patriots. Okay. But obviously they're not a big enough fan to actually go and watch their Patriots game somewhere else. They're sitting there watching the game with you. Oh, then, got you. <laughs> or they're saying, oh, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have access to my game. So I'm watching this one. Well, go fucking figure yeah, it out. Yeah. Go to a Get bar, out. hit Sunday ticket like I do, idiot. Yeah. The worst part about that is that you feel obligated to change a channel during commercials. And you're like, you do. no, I do. I feel, I get nervous. I'm like, I, I feel bad for this guy. So I'm like, uh, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll change the channel. He shows up commercial. in like his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Why are Leave you here? Me alone. And, um, of course, when you change a channel, you are going to miss at least one or two plays. Oh, of course. Because you, you got to like stick with it. Like, oh, I'm going to finish out yeah, this drive yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah, you're, they're at the 20 or whatever. You're like, let's see where this drive goes. And then it, you know, there's a timeout and it drags out or there's a penalty. It's not just a wham, bam job. Right. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, my God, I thought the Redskins or the football team had, had the ball. And now all of a sudden the other team has the ball. What the <laughs> hell happened? <laughs> Well, I'm glad I'm glad this fool's happy. Yeah. And then you got to scurry to get your phone and see what happened. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. yeah no, absolutely. Those game. guys. Yep, I agree. <laughs> All right. What's your number three? People bringing people again. And this time, and I had in the last one, kids. <laughs> kids. All right. You know, I get it. Some people don't take sports as seriously as I do. I understand. I acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. But I respect a person's space. If they like, I don't know, quilting, I'm not going to barge in on them and bring my kids, my girlfriend, whoever it is, and interrupt their quilting time. <laughs> so why are you bringing your fucking bratty kids around a football game and, and you have no control over them. They're running in front of the TV or they're screaming in the back. You try to give them a couple of toys to keep them busy. <laughs> so you've ruined your own time by having your kids watch the game here because you're not going to be able to enjoy the game because in the back of your mind, you're always thinking about where the fuck is my kid at? So not only have you ruined your time, you've ruined mine now. Well, because the perception of football games, it's, it's a community thing. 
but it's not. It's not. To people that are real fans. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This isn't a freaking, like, tailgate when you're watching a game. Right. Do the picnic time at 10 o'clock. Once 1.15 hits, it's poker time. You know, I'm sitting down at the poker table and I'm trying to win some money here. Leave me alone. It's not that important. It's only football mentality. Because that's that's the problem with all these types of fans that ruin your time watching football is that they don't understand why you take it so seriously. So, And they don't want to understand. Right. My number three is the disgusting eater. (laughs) all right so number one i can't even eat during a football game during a football team game yeah uh specifically i can eat during other games but i have no appetite i don't want to see food maybe that's just me i'm just nervous so i don't want to do it yeah i mean you have to have the remote in your hand or some type of paperweight in your hand flipping it around like i'm always if if you're at my house and i'm getting control of the remote you don't know what the hell to do. I You're like, all right, phone. my cell phone. Where's my cell phone? I'll, I'll flip that in my hand as if it's the remote. Yeah, go ahead. I need, I, I'm a little fidgety during the game. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. That's all right. That's fine. You know, I've gone to therapy for years for it. I'm working through that. But um, it's like somebody brings nachos over and they're crunching. Or if they're you know eating pizza and they're like... Ooh, or, <laughs> And you're and you just like you're watching the game. You do that like look over. Yeah, and you're always on top of each other, you know. Yeah. Because if there's a lot of people there, dude, you're sitting here. He's like got it in his lap, <laughs> like sitting there eating it like it's in a trough because he has to. Because there's no table, can't yeah. sit down. God forbid you just eat first and then come back. No, now I gotta sit here. You know how big a plate of nachos is to sit there and listen to somebody <laughs> chomping away on this. Argh, argh. <laughs> Oh, it's like a fucking T-Rex eating on a Brachiosaurus, man. <laughs> or or chicken wings. Oh, my God. Oh, my. It's like, and then you hear the, the, <laughs> they're licking their fingers. I mean, I don't, it's a food that is going to make noise. Okay. Yeah. Chips are going to make noise. I get it. You're two inches from my face and I'm trying to watch a football game. All right. Yeah, it's like Kingpin. Hey, <laughs> eat that outside. Right. <laughs> Go someplace. Finish your shit. Okay. <laughs> And then come back. Seat's going to be here, man. And God forbid, if you make a fucking mess in my room with that shit, (laughs) last time you'll ever do it. Yeah, and you on top of everything else, you're looking over the noise, making sure this asshole doesn't get shit on your carpet. He's like, (laughs) and he's just eating this shit. You're like, you're just waiting for that salsa to like drip down. Get the fuck out of my house. All right. What's your number two, Noel? People that don't shut up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, just people that just that just talk during the game. Eh. We're not going to name names. Yeah, have <laughs> side conversations or, you know, just talking about things about the game that they have no idea. And you're just sitting there like, yeah, like talking about like Riggins during a, a, a modern day. Like, I remember, oh, it wasn't that guy's number 40. Wasn't that Riggins number back kind in? That sounded like pop a little bit there. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. No, but it's just the constant talking and and side chatter and you having to, who's that guy and why did that guy do that? And you're like, oh my gosh, please just stop talking. You don't want to be that guy that looks over and says, hey, enough. Hey, I'm trying to watch the freaking game here. I'll leave. Do you want me to go? Do you want me to leave? Like, I'll leave. 
either shut up and we can watch the game together or that's it. Well, there's a certain amount of talking is allowed during that time. Sure. Let's talk about the game. Let's not talk about other things. And I think that's the problem. You know, other subjects. That no, there's up. parts of the game that I don't want to hear about either, especially if they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Well, that's a different story. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. But all right. So. My number two is the guy you're stuck with that you don't know. So <laughs> this is I, on you, partner. This is yes. your household, not mine. Hell no. Like yeah. he likes baseball too. <laughs> yeah, fuck you like that. baseball. I yeah, like baseball. I, I like baseball. Like I'm good friends with her. I heard she has a really good guy. He he um he's from Virginia. Isn't that close to Maryland? You know. In the past, I have been stuck in this situation. Hell yeah, you have. I've definitely put my foot down since then. Good for but you. it's a very uncomfortable situation. And then you feel obligated to talk to him. The worst part is that I can't yell at the thing like like, like a psychopath, like right. I normally do. You have to like put on a show that you're not insane, insane when you watch person. the game. <laughs> yeah, like the first time I meet this guy. Yeah, the and first then he, impression. And I'm screaming. Well, the thing is, is that you don't know how much they know also. You don't know how much into it. And then if also, because it's all coming from your the wives. Yeah. They think somebody knowing how to, I don't know, what a football is made out of knows something about football. So their credibility about what they think a husband knows about a sport is nothing. It's bad enough to be placed together with somebody you don't know outside of a football game. Right. Like just to have dinner with them or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... This is fucking miserable. I don't give a shit about never, this person. Never, I never want to see this person never, again. Never in my days. And well, I will thank I will thank Lindsay, but you know, had to chip away that marble, Matt. Had to sculpt <laughs> that. <laughs> that, that well, wasn't going down. Well, that's fine, but <laughs> I can deal with it, even though it sucks outside of football games, but you do not do that during that three hour Absolutely period. Absolutely not. That's I don't that's, ask that's for much. sacred time right there. It's sacred, yeah. and just because the guy likes football doesn't mean that it's okay for him to come to my house and watch the game with me. Right. I don't give a shit if he's a, a Washington fan. No. If I don't know the dude, I don't know him. This isn't a situation for interview time or for <laughs> me to make a new friend, right. okay? This is my time. Everyone, this is what all these lists have been about, the stadium <laughs> list and the home list. This time watching a Washington football game or what, even a Wizards game or whatever it is, but primarily the football team, it's all about Noel. Don't you understand that? It's all about me. Stay out of my way. Stay out of my, out of my shit. Stay out of my life for that three hours of time or however long it is. If somebody's dead, call 911. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, Noel, what's your number one? Numero uno. Yep. Rooting for the opposing team just to be an asshole. Hey, that's mine. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Good. It is, because that's the one we hate and we talk about all the time. The guy that's rooting for the other team just to spite you. Like They're so horrible. Oh, my, like the worst human beings. There's a place in hell for you. <laughs> yeah, they have nothing invested. They're yeah. probably not even really a fan of no. any team. Just do it to uh, be a dick. They're the fantasy football fan. You know, maybe, the, maybe. Maybe. But no, that's usually kind of goes hand in hand because if you're a fantasy football fan and that's your obsession, you have no allegiance to anybody. That allegiance has slipped away if right. you even had one before. Right. So they just go out of their way to piss you off. Yeah. They're genuinely bad people. There's a vibe coming from you that you are a serious fan of the football team in your mannerisms and everything else. And it's like... They feed off of that, and they see that weakness. They can't understand. They can't understand, and they think it's some big fucking joke, like, oh, dude. And it's a win-win for them. They can act like a dick. 
if there's any repercussions for like, dude, it's just a football game. Chill out. Yeah, it's like a cheater in a in a when you're playing a video game. Right. They just have no etiquette. Or the guy that sucks at sports that plays <laughs> a game with you and then jokes around the whole time and then like he doesn't care. It, like he doesn't care. No, and he's acting like this is just some bullshit game. No, you're acting that way because you fucking suck. All right. That's right. why you're doing that. You would get your ass kicked if you actually tried. You don't want to go through that form of humiliation. So you act like the class clown. Right. This goes close to home for me, this one. Okay. And I think this, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> this is a dear friend. And I'm dropping names these days, everyone. Hell with it. I'm going bonkers here. <laughs> this is a friend of Matt's. Mm-hmm. Joel. There you go. Hey, Joel. <laughs> so we go to see the uh, Washington versus Green Bay playoff game at the bar. Seems fair enough. Quiet. Just watches the game. Didn't have anything vested in it. Just wanted to go watch a playoff game. Cool. Just to preface, we made sure that the back room was basically closed and there was a massive uh, projection screen back there and we weren't around a bunch of people. So I had to do research ahead of time to make sure it was up. We made sure that everybody's OCD was in place before we went into the game. All right. So we made it through success. Unfortunately, Washington lost, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So here we go. 2017. And I still remember this to this day. 2017, Washington needs to beat the Giants, the final game of the season, and lose. Kirk Cousins shits the bed, throws a pick, the whole thing. That's not the story, though. The story is that (laughs) Joel is a quasi-New York Giants fan. I don't think, I mean, he's a fan. I don't think he's hardcore. He's from New York. Okay, he's from New York. Good for him. Brav freaking O. So the Giants had nothing invested in the game. They were already in the playoffs and decided to play all their starters. This fucker is rooting through the game the entire damn time as if it's an elimination match. Giants weren't playing for anything in that game. So Matt invites me, and I'll never let him live it down, to this (laughs) guy's house. Has no seating. I'm sitting on the goddamn floor. Final game of the regular season. (laughs) I'm either, I had two options. I either sit on a wood plank or I sit on the floor. I've got a beautiful home, TV. I'm sitting on this fucker's floor watching this game, having this guy bark the whole game. Moment it started to the moment it ended, like it was the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah. Blackballed, son. (laughs) Blackballed. (laughs) And you've been selling him since the moment go since that day. I walked out to go outside after the game was over, after Kirk threw that pick. He's celebrating inside, kicking up his legs. I thought confetti was going to come down from the damn ceiling. I walk out to the balcony. He knew I was pissed. He knew it. Well, I think he was more so thinking we were pissed, or you were pissed because they lost the game, which Fuck we were. no. All his entire episode was, was just complete and utter salt on the wound. That's all it was. Pointless salt. It was. You can imagine how it was for me, though, because... Oh, hell with you. I knew what you were thinking, and I wanted to keep the peace between you and Joel. Oh, yeah. I was like, fuck. There's Joel's- peace now. Blackballed. <laughs> Never watch another game. Joel's a good guy. Uh, he just- hey, I'm sure he's the the, the greatest thing since, <laughs> since sliced bread. Ain't never gonna watch another football game with him. Sorry, Joel. You had your shot. My ass hurt. My heart hurt. My brain hurt. And my ears from listening to you the whole game definitely hurt well, so yeah there's there's my story joel love you man nice knowing you joel all <laughs> right well that's gonna t- <laughs> that's gonna do it for this episode as always we're on all major podcast platforms please rate review and subscribe if you like this show 
Please share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and the website, BellwaySportsBros.com. Hope you guys enjoy the game, and we will see you on Monday.